Today, a whistleblower comes forward with extremely damning allegations regarding the FBI and Joe Biden. Russia accuses Ukraine of trying to assassinate Putin, and the U.S. Navy uses drag queens to recruit. What could possibly go wrong there? We've got all of that and more coming up, and it all starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez and a federal whistleblower has come forward alleging that the FBI has in their possession evidence of a criminal bribery scheme between Joe Biden and a foreign national. Republican members of the House Committee on Oversight and Accountability, along with Senate Budget Committee ranking member Chuck Grassley, are demanding the FBI produce an unclassified record that the whistleblower says contains evidence showing that then-Vice President Joe Biden was involved in a criminal bribery scheme with a foreign national. Kentucky Congressman James Comer issued a subpoena today following legally protected disclosure to Grassley's office. The subpoena requires the FBI to produce in unredacted form all FD 1023s that contain the word Biden and all accompanying attachments and documents. Uh, in the House Oversight and Accountability letter that they released today, they said the information provided by a whistleblower raises concerns that then President, Vice President Biden allegedly engaged in a bribery scheme with a foreign national. The American people need to know if President Biden sold out to the United States of America to make money for himself. Senator Grassley and I will seek the truth to ensure accountability for the American people. Now, Senator Grassley, for his statement, said, We believe the FBI possesses an unclassified internal document that includes very serious and detailed allegations implicating the current president of the United States. What we don't know is what, if anything, the FBI has done to verify these claims or investigate further. The FBI's recent history of botching politically charged investigations demands close congressional oversight. Grassley and Comer believe the Biden family's suspicious business schemes may have been a target by foreign actors, which would mean Biden has been compromised, which would be, you know, kind of a big deal. National security threat. Uh, now, here to discuss this breaking news and more, we have... I'm actually very glad he's here today. Jason Buttrell, <laughs> chief researcher of the Glenn Beck program, and uh, John Doyle, Blaze TV contributor and host of Heck Off Commie. I'm glad you're here too, John. It's just that Jason is like the nerd who has to read all of these things. And Sadly true. Yes. And um, I, I can't wait to get your take on this, Jason, because if I'm reading this breaking news correctly, um, the whistleblower is alleging that the FBI has this evidence and is just sitting on it. Yeah. Which, does that surprise anybody? No, it does. No, 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 of course not. It doesn't. No. But I mean, it, it's like if that's the case and we have a whistleblower who's willing to go on record and they have to provide us the documents, that's explosive for a, a president who just announced that he is running for re-election. So you're looking at a criminal bribery charge. Mm -hmm. This is huge. This is more than just having a compromised president. This is criminal. Mm -hmm. um, basically, from what I was reading in the Daily Wire article today, it was that somebody was paying him and pay to the play. payment back, yeah, was policy decisions. Right. That's a quote, was poli policy. money for policy mm -hmm. decisions, which, come on, we, this is what we knew, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, come on, this is the largest criminal crime family outside of, like, you know, Al Capone or something like that. That's kind of how I see the Bidens. Um, we've been exposing them for 
how many years mm. now? I mean, all the information's out there. Yep. Now, you have to wonder, the, the, I guess my biggest point on this is, I don't think we're going to see anything from this. I really don't. Because we already know this is happening. But how about this story, right? So this, this is kind of like just more evidence of the deep state. Back during January 6th, the pipe bombs, Kamala Harris's security detail took her to the DNC right around the time when that pipe bomb was discovered. Now, they, uh, Congress did a subpoena to get the Secret Service text messages because they were like, oh, if we really want to find out how everything was, you know, the full timeline, we'll just see what the Secret Service was saying to each other. Secret Service came back and said, oh, oops, we deleted all of our text messages. All of them? No, no, try a different agent. No, 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 all the agencies. All the agents. All of them deleted their text messages. Bullshit. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's bullcrap. Uh, the FBI, the CIA, all of them, they, you know, had this vision of how America was going to be. They are the establishment, they are the deep state. They have chosen this progressive way that the United States is going to go in. Joe Biden represented that. Um, mostly because he's a vegetable and he'll do whatever they tell him to do. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think, I mean, this is the state of our country right now. All of the information's out there. It couldn't be more obvious. Not a damn thing's gonna happen. You have to wonder at his age too, does he even have any concept of money or like what he's getting or is Hunter and his other kids just being like, hey dad, we have to do this. And he's like, okay. Well, remember, but this is from when he was vice president not from when he's president now. So back when he was vice president, he Even was then, I mean, he was a little <laughs> questionable, but at this, yeah, he's kind of like just a Walmart greeter at this point, and like Walmart is America, and you've got like looters coming in, and he's like greeting them at the door with a smile on his face. <laughs> but he has like no intention of actually like preserving the wealth that is being looted from our country through these policies that are being advocated for by enemies, both foreign and domestic. It's just very frustrating because Jason, I, I think, Ultimately, I think you're right. I think that we won't get any accountability here. Um, but it's also frustrating because you would think if we had a, a country worth continuing, this might sound harsh, but I'm just gonna say it. If we had a country that was worth continuing, we would all, Democrat and Republican, independent, apolitical, agnostic, whatever, we would all come together and agree that these deep state, you know, uh, people, these government agencies that are all being weaponized, being political, uh, covering criminal bribery schemes for a, a vice president of the United States, th that we should all be able to agree that if that is happening, that's really bad. And we don't seem to be at this place because you have half of the country who whines and complains about everything being a threat to dem This is a threat to democracy. You breathed on me wrong. That's a threat to democracy. Everything is the biggest threat to democracy. They claim they care about democracy so much. And I'm not saying that we are a democracy. I'm using their words, right? They wanna talk about that so much. And at the end of the day, they have no problem being a banana republic if it means that their people are the ones in charge pulling the strings. It is so incredibly disingenuous and I'm so freaking sick of hearing it. Yeah, well, I mean, the United States of America as it existed several decades ago does not exist. Um, that it sound, it's, what I said sounds obvious because sure, things are gonna change in several decades, but the foundational principles of this country do not exist anymore. I mean, just go, I mean, you wanna get really depressed? Look at the Bill of Rights and then just off the top of your head, 
check off every single one that had been violated mm -hmm. over the past, you know, 10 years or so. Mm -hmm. It's it's depressing. Mm -hmm. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah, the, half the country does not care that the president and his family are crooks. They don't care. They don't care. They'll, they'll vote for him anyway because they just, just because. Mm -hmm. They, they wanted, wanted to go in a certain way. Back in the day, that was a very easy thing to do. If someone was, you know, doing a pay-per-play scheme or if they were crony capitalism. Could, couldn't you argue that this is treasonous? Treasonous? Uh, oh, if it's a foreign national? Yeah. yeah. yeah if it's yeah, a foreign yeah. national and you're yeah, making yeah. policy decisions for a foreign national yeah. when you're vice president, that you could argue that that's treasonous. Nancy Pelosi would make that argument. Who in the GOP would make that argument? I doubt no any one. of them would. No one. You, you would have... Maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene. Maybe, yeah, true. But if, if they were, if this was happening to them, right, or if this was happening to, like, say, Donald mm -hmm. Trump or Ron DeSantis or whatever, they would be going into the FBI. They would be staging protests. They would be paying protesters to go there. Yep. Anything they could do, possibly, to amplify this and get, um, get some kind of answer. What do we get? We'll get an inquiry, maybe. Not even an inquiry. They'll just bring it up, you know, in mm -hmm. session. Nothing else will happen. Yeah. It really is a sobering point, too, about just the overall decline. I had a conversation recently with my dad, and he told me that, like, right now is probably going to be the best years of my life, which maybe, you know, at my age you hear this sort of, like, generational wisdom about, you know, you have fewer responsibilities and you have freedom. But he meant it in a much more disturbing way, which is, like, as the decline continues and the standard of living becomes more exclusive in terms of, like, being able to live in a safe community, uh, being able to, you know, afford things that our grandparents would have just thought were givens. I mean, you used to be able on one income in this country to get like a house in a nice neighborhood. You would have a summer home, one or two cars. You could send your kids to a nice school. They were learning things that actually mattered. And that's all gone now. And, and no one really took it from us. We just like gave it up yeah. mm -hmm. for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to switch gears here and um, make sure that we cover what was going on in uh, Russia and Ukraine. So in the middle of the night, there were two drones that allegedly targeted and attacked the Kremlin. Uh, Moscow says that it was the Ukraine military um, attempting to assassinate Vladimir Putin. Now, I don't know what evidence they have that this was an assassination attempt gone wrong, but they claim that, uh, you know, the Russian government foiled the alleged attack and they called it a terrorist attack on the life of their president. What are your thoughts, Jason? Well, Ukraine definitely has the capability to do this. So the last time I checked, they have drones that can fly around 200 miles. Um, they could do that from somewhere inside Ukraine and target Moscow. Um, a drone attack like that on, on that distance is not unheard of. The Houthis in Yemen, they attacked the UAE about 1,000 miles away through a drone in a similar attack. So yes, they have the capability of doing this. I don't really know what to believe. Um, it very well could be, could be Russia just doing like a false flag type thing and then uh, using that to show that, because one of the worries that we had mm -hmm. in giving weaponry, long-range weaponry to Ukraine was that they would strike deep into Russia. We told them not to do that. We don't want them to do that. That's going to be escalatory. So this could be them doing something like that and having us pause and mm -hmm. say, okay, maybe we, we won't. This administration doesn't care about, you know, eventually escalating into a larger war. So I think that if that's what they're doing, it's going to be a moot point. They're going to, we're just going to keep on giving them weapons anyway. Um, in, in these types of wars, I don't believe either side. I, j I just don't. You can't blame the Ukraine. You can't believe the Ukrainians. You can't blame uh, believe the Russians. Yeah. So yes, the capability is there. It's possible. But in the end, as I say with everything, I think w when it comes to this war, it's all leading to more escalation. Mm -hmm. there, there is no pulling back, and there is nobody on our side that's willing to pull back. Republicans are Democrats. The establishment all want war. 
you know, you, you, you got uh, McCarthy, you got Lindsey Graham, uh, all the neocons, they want yeah. war. Everybody on the Democrat, they all want war. There's, there's no stopping this unless we do it in the next election. We get someone that says, okay, we're not doing this stuff anymore. Right. <laughs> Almost did it. John left. That word. should have been a red flag, too, when they were posing outside of the Capitol with this, like, perverted American flag with the blue and yellow stripes. Like, both parties had come together, both establishment wings, to say, no, disgusting. we're standing with Ukraine. And I really, honestly, I hate the entitlement, too, of people who, like, for example, I was at the uh, state Capitol in Austin last weekend for a rally. As we're walking there, there's a bunch of Ukrainian immigrants standing outside holding a flag, and they're chanting, long-range missiles for Ukraine. Are you serious? And I went up and I talked, and I was like, what are you doing? Like, you literally have had to stumble around all of these like homeless American people to get to the Capitol to protest for like money and American lives being given to your ethnic conflict. And it's like the immigrants that we have now aren't even immigrants in the sense that they're immigrating here and assimilating. They're like colonists. Like they come here and they're like, I am bringing my flag and my culture and your lives and your money need to be sent overseas to like assist in my ethnic conflict because apparently I care so much about this country that I fled from in the first place. And it's just very annoying and entitled. Um, all right, I want to let's go ahead and take a quick break and uh, we'll be back with more. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Birch Gold. So uh, here's the thing. Um, our economy is not doing great. I don't know if you guys maybe you're living under a rock, but if you're not living under a rock, you realize this because you see it everywhere you turn. You see it in your 401k and you just watch all of this money that you have earned that's supposed to be your retirement nest egg and you're just watching it just kind of dwindle away just chipping away at that thanks biden chip 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 away go ahead more money was lost during this current banking crisis than in the 2008 banking crisis that's Absolutely great insane. wow fab <laughs> things are going great guys uh so if you don't want to keep watching your 401k just waste away dwindle away all of your hard-earned money might i suggest that you look into diversifying with gold and silver do it with Birch Gold. You can own gold in a tax-sheltered retirement account with the help of Birch Gold. So you can convert that existing IRA or 401k uh, into an IRA with gold. Historically, I'm sure you guys know this, historically, gold and silver have been like the best hedge against inflation. Just text the word Y to 989898. They're going to send you a free information kit and they will explain how it all works. Hold your hand through the whole process. Let gold be your safe haven. You can go to a text the word Y to 989898. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton has launched an investigation into pharmaceutical companies Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson concerning whether they engaged in gain-of-function research and misled the public about doing so. No, not big. Big Pharma would never do something like that, uh, as well as the efficacy of the COVID-19 vaccine and the likelihood of transmitting the virus after taking the vaccine uh, that he says could go against the Deceptive Trade Practices Act here in Texas. Wanted to bring him on the program to discuss the latest. Uh, Attorney General Paxton, thank you so much for being here. Oh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. So, General, tell us, um, tell us about this investigation and what prompted you to even think that this could possibly, you know, be something that they have been, that they did and covered up. Yeah, so we were involved in years of litigation against federal government, whether it was over OSHA or whether it was over uh, other agencies, we were involved in litigation with state with our uh, in in the state with cities, counties, school districts over unconstitutional mandates related to masks and vaccines, 
And as time has gone on, we've gotten more and more information that gave us some pause and made us think, hey, we need to know what really went on here with this. With a, this is not a lawsuit. This is an investigation to find out what the truth is. And so we have the power under state law, if we are operating under the Deceptive Trade Practices Act, to ask questions that they have an obligation to answer. And so that's what we're going to do. We're going to ask questions about their trials, about what they knew at the time, when they knew it, and see if they told us the truth or whether there was or whether they misled the public about the efficacy of their vaccine. So what would be the threshold that that you would be able to meet when it comes to the Deceptive Trade Practices Act? Like, what is, what is the threshold there that you guys would need to prove? And uh, by the way, I'm asking this question, um, really not having much confidence in big pharmaceutical companies' uh, uh, straightforwardness with you. But I'm just yeah. I'm just wondering, like, I, I don't trust them. I feel like they are not going to provide uh, documents that maybe they have. And I'm, I'm just wondering um, what kind of the burden of proof there is for that particular act. Well, the problem with them not providing the documents they have, that potentially turns into criminal action and Good. certainly results in other risks for their company. It involves risk for the people doing it as well. And so if anybody in the company and any one of those companies starts disclosing information that otherwise was hidden, that creates all kinds of problems. So they, they should have some good incentives to provide the right information. Now, you're right. They could decide, hey, we don't want to disclose information. That generally is, is you know, usually the cover-up's worse than the crime. So it's, it's better for them just to be honest. And if they have nothing to hide and they really have, have, have followed through and given information honestly, even if they turned out to be wrong, as long as they were truthful about what they knew at the time, they're fine. If they were not truthful about what they did at the time, then there will be some civil penalties and it will cost them some money, but that's still better than lying and end up, you know, potentially in some type of criminal action. Yeah. How, how long do you anticipate that this type of investigation uh, will take before you really start getting some answers? It, it's hard to say. They have 30 days to respond to our initial questions, but sometimes, you know, they need more time based on, you know, they'll have to give us a good reason. And then other times we'll have more questions once we see their answers. So, they have 30 days to send it. Obviously, it takes us a little time to digest the information. And then we decide, hey, do we have any more that we want to ask? If we do, we send them more questions. And that process could go back and forth a while or it may not. If, if we determine pretty early on, there's not, you know, they told the truth and there's nothing here, then we just let them know it's, it's over. You guys, thanks for answering our questions. If, if they answer the questions and we find that they've misled the public, then we've got different issues that we either have to settle with them or we have to sue them to recover the damages that they've caused. Mm. Well, uh, I got to tell you, when it comes to suing and uh, how, however many damages you're talking about, I mean, I think they're doing pretty well. They probably have a lot to uh, to give over because the Moderna uh, CEO, what he made nearly 400 million last year on his stock options, uh, owns a reported 2.8 billion shares in the company. And uh, Albert Bourla over at Pfizer made a uh, 33 million in salary last year, you know, off of the backs of the American public who have uh, been, I would argue, I'm not putting words in your mouth, General, but I would argue were, uh, you know, injured by these vaccines that they were selling the American public. Um, I want to, while I have you here, if you don't mind, um, I want to talk yeah. to you about what's going on at the border because, you know, Title 42 obviously is set to expire next week. We've heard really troubling reports from Representative Andy Biggs over in Arizona who says that Arizona officials are being told that there is already amassing 700,000 to a million uh, migrants who are just lying in wait in Mexico, ready to rush the border. Um, you know, we've seen these scenes in El Paso, where there's just 
I mean, there's no room. They're just all over down the downtown area. Uh, they're, they're in tents, they're in sleeping bags, um, just crammed in like sardines. Um, and, and I want to get, uh, get your thoughts on what, what we should expect, what we should anticipate, what, what can Texas do right now as we await this expiration? Well, it, it's, it's pretty horrific. This is the worst that's ever been, and, and the Biden administration is doing everything to make it worse than it's already been, which is hard to believe that that's their, their, their stance, but this is a reality. They, this is not an accident. This isn't happening because they are incompetent or don't know what they're doing. This is happening because they want it to happen. They've, they've dismantled our immigration laws. They've put them aside. They've set them aside, remain in Mexico, catch and release, the wall, Title 42. Everything that works is now going to be gone. And so Every time they've taken down one of the protections for the American people, we've gotten more immigrate, illegal immigration, we've gotten more crime, we've gotten more drug importation. And, you know, let's just be honest, they are participating in an engagement, a partnership with the cartels, where they tell the cartels, you get people here, we're dismantling all the rules against it. You don't have to hide anymore, just bring them to us and we'll transport them around the country, mostly to Republican states, because we want these people in Republican states to do what they do, which is cause a lot of cost socially and economically. And so the Biden administration is doing everything they can to promote this as possible. And, and it leaves us in a horrible position because we can't intervene in the transfer of people at the border when it's going directly to the border patrol. They're not hiding. They're running to the border patrol, not away. Mm. They're running away from us, but they're not running to then they're running to border patrol. So it leaves us in a terrible situation. We're trying to do what we can for people who are crossing illegally, not to border patrol. Those are the really bad people. And we're trying to arrest them under state law. And we're trying to file these lawsuits to force Biden to enforce the laws he's had. But that's time consuming. And it takes it just takes time to get done. Yeah, well, uh, we appreciate all of your hard work. I know I have to tell you this every time you're on the program, but you are the very best, hands down, not even close, the very best attorney general in the country. And we just uh, so appreciate you representing Texas the way that you do. Hey, thanks, sir. Have a great day. Thanks. You too. We'll talk soon. So, um, all right. So, gentlemen, I'm going to give you guys uh, a chance to give your thoughts on this investigation Um that Texas is now launching into Big Pharma. I, I would love to, I, I hate that it's, is it just Texas? It's just, it is just Ken Paxton. So it that's, is just Texas. That's very disappointing. Mm -hmm. um, what, the way that they should be doing this and the way they should be fighting back is they should be forming a coalition. So we talk about parallel economies. We talk about, you know, uh, I don't know how I want to say it. I don't, I don't, I don't want to go too far with it, but, you know, just... I guess just the the splintering of mm -hmm, America. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that the sides are very very clear here. And these govern these red state governors and the red in these red state uh, attorney generals, they also need to make that very very clear. So there, why isn't Florida joining in with yeah. this? All the other different red states, they should all be going together as a coalition. I want to see them form a coalition and all move as one on things like this. But I, I love what he's doing. I just want to see more participation. Yeah, John. Yeah, I completely agree. There's way too much infighting on the right at all oh, times. Oh, gosh, yes. The left just marches down the field, and the right's yeah. like, oh, well, look at this book, and oh, let's talk about this issue, and I like debate, and it's like, what what possibly could be more important than the big pharma stuff, or if you're, you know, in Arizona or New Mexico or Texas, like the, the southern border? I mean, nothing is more important than this. I don't know what these people do all day. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, we'll go, we're going to go to break here in a second, but it is, it, it is interesting, John, because I do feel like very recently there has been this very dark energy surrounding the conservative movement, generally speaking. 
And like uh, you go on Twitter and they're all sniping at each other and tearing each other down. And it, it like it really does. It feels I'm just saying I feel a very dark energy like over the entire movement. Um, and it's very disheartening to see. Um, all right. So let's go ahead. And um, I want to tell you about if you haven't heard, Blaze is releasing a, an exclusive a movie over on blazetv.com. It is called Reopening. It is a mockumentary uh, that follows the cast and crew of a small community theater as they struggle to reopen during the heart of the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, look, it's funny, okay? It's a mockumentary. It's funny. We all know the left can't do comedy because they don't think anything is funny anymore because you might offend someone. And so that is why you need to go there tomorrow. Go to blazetv.com. This Thursday, tomorrow, first ever full-length comedy film over at Blaze TV. It is called Reopening, once again. So make sure, if you do not already have that subscription, you can go to blazetv.com slash reopening. Use the code reopening to get $20 off of your subscription over at blazetv.com slash reopening. All sorts of guests come on the program today. Uh, I want to welcome Chrissy Mayer, comedian Chrissy Mayer, back to the show. It's been a very long time. Wait, you're here. only getting better looking. I don't know what's oh, happening. Wow, look at that. Just that's sleeping why I, right out of the That's why I brought her on. I brought her on so she could compliment me. No, it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you back. Um, and I believe you guys can tune in later on on Blaze TV. She'll also be joining Alex Stein over at Primetime with Alex Stein, which I've already warned her about. I don't know why you people keep agreeing to be on his show. You know that it's going to get wild. Beware. Yeah. Get on the blimp. Yeah, last night his cat was terrified of what was going on. Oh, my gosh. You got to go go watch that or not if you haven't already seen it. Um, so, okay, so I want to get to this story. Uh, the United States Navy has a new digital ambassador. And, you know, in recent years we have been kind of seeing, I don't know, like they've the the don't military has just been getting gayer and gayer. <laughs> and I feel like I'm, I'm literally saying that, like they have been tr trying to focus on uh, being more inclusive, on recruiting more LGBT members, which I, I don't really know how that makes us safer. In fact, I think it might do the opposite, but what do I know? So this is the new digital ambassador, Harpy Daniels, who also is apparently a, a second class in the, uh, in the Navy, Joshua Kelly. His stage name is Harpy Daniels. He is a drag queen. And he told his TikTok followers in November that he was the Navy's first digital ambassador. I believe we have a video from the beautiful and feminine. So, oh my God, so feminine. Harpy Daniels, watch. enough. Thank you for that. Um, so I'm really excited that now the Navy's newest digital ambassador is a drag queen. Uh, he identifies as non-binary and uh, apparently was of one of five active sailors asked to participate in the digital ambassadors as an, an effort to drive up their potential candidates. So 
That's great. I'm really excited about our new Chinese overlords. Well, he, he is in the Navy, so this is actually exactly on brand. <laughs> so I'm not surprised from this whatsoever. Um, back in my day, this is the difference, right? So back in my day, I was in the Marine Corps. You would get in trouble if you did not, when you left base, if you were caught without a collared shirt on and it had to be tucked in, you would get in trouble. Um, and don't even get me started on like, they definitely couldn't have any evidence that you might have a piercing. Some mm -hmm. of my friends did and just tried to hide it. Mm -hmm. um, but if you got caught, big time trouble. Now they're making this guy an official, uh, an official ambassador, mm -hmm. which is absolutely insane. And it kind of shows you, you've seen that, you see that, so our military now is being turned into a political arm. Um, you don't, that, that's never been what our military has been about. It's apolitical. It just goes, shows up and kicks ass. That's what it's supposed right. to be about. But now it's a political arm, and you see that in authoritarian governments all throughout history and in the country right now, which where the military is not only your defender, its primary purpose is to help spread the regime's propaganda. Mm -hmm. And that's what you're seeing right now with this. It's just yeah. disgusting. Yeah. What do y'all think? It's so obviously intentional. Like we're, it's, it's, uh, we could not be any more of a, of a laughing stock at this point. Are they just mm. going to rename the base the Harpy Dreamhouse? Why not? <laughs> it's it's yeah. so crazy. I mean, and it's, they've lowered what, the, or they've increased the BMI that you're allowed to yeah. have to be, to Yeah, they've to lowered serve. the standards, yeah. Yeah, so you don't have to even be able to jump over. A, it's like half the people doing a Spartan race are probably in better shape than, uh, than our own military. So it's, it's really scary to see. Yeah, I mean, you know, these are just the people who, again, as Jason pointed out, are supposed to, like, defend our country, um, you know, maybe here and abroad. And, I, like, I probably just want, like, the really manly guys, not the guys who are doing... I mean, did we uh, check and see if there was a collar on that drag? Oh, <laughs> it could have been. That's yeah, true. These, Good point. these days, Jason's like, you used to, you'd get in trouble if you didn't wear a collared shirt. These days, you get in trouble if you don't, when you leave the building, if you don't actually put on a dress. Yeah, <laughs> now you have to wear a dog collar. <laughs> That's what they're doing it to. The military and law enforcement, broadly speaking, are really the only institutions or things we have left in this country that have like a right-wing or vaguely right-wing culture surrounding it. I think they know that most warfare in the future is not going to be like a traditional uh, traditional land war, it's going to be much more technological. So they don't really need that like traditional American manpower maybe in the way they used to. So I think this is not so much about recruiting leftists, but much more so about making sure that, uh, you know, normal Americans are dissuaded from participating in military service because, mm -hmm. and they're very smart about this. I mean, this was the purpose, in my opinion, behind the mandate. It wasn't because they actually really needed everyone in the military to make sure that they were, you know, safe and effective. It was because they wanted the people who are the most likely to have loyalty to America which would probably overlap significantly with the people who are most likely to be like, I'm not taking that thing, mm -hmm. to leave the military. And that's, you know, a good proxy for purging the military. Or like this, it's a good proxy for making sure American patriots aren't signing up to join the military because then you can have a military that is more likely to be able to be weaponized against its own people, against actual normal American citizens. Yeah. Yeah, along that point, I mean, if you, I was just looking at a Gallup polling and it talked about trust in American institutions. And they, of course, they're awful in most, like media, government, Congress, like it's just, it's plummeting everything across the board. The military was always bipartisan, heavy, heavy support by Americans. So we trusted them. Now that's starting to drop. Mm -hmm. It almost makes you think that they're just trying to implode trust at all levels mm -hmm. so that they can move it into a direction that they want to move mm -hmm. it into or seize control at some point. Right. Yeah, removing like, all respect 
from from the military and like John was saying now the only people that are left are people that have been very compliant yeah. and yeah. will do whatever they're told. Yeah. Yeah. Um so on this on the LGBT apostrophe XYZ uh issue here. Um I want to switch over to Louisiana. So uh the lawmakers over in Louisiana were hearing testimony from people opposing a bill that would ban transgender they call it transgender care for minors. It's actually, it's just like uh, protecting children from mutilation and harm. And um, one of these mothers, I wanna show you guys how crazy these moms are. One of the mothers was like, I knew from a very young age that my child was transgender because um, they ate their vegetables. I'm not kidding, watch. <laughs> what? Sleep, and we couldn't figure out what the problem was. We took him to specialists and um, neurologists, and he had brain scans trying to figure out why he couldn't sleep. Um, then, uh, as he grew, he got to sleeping, um, but his food choices were odd. They were always like green vegetables, raw green vegetables, which, if you know kids, most kids don't like to eat those things. Um, and then the precocious puberty. Um, all okay. of those things, once we figured out uh, that he was transgender, when he came to us and told us uh, that he was transgender, when we went back and realized that the pattern of everything um, that he had experienced as a child, including eating green vegetables because that boosts testosterone, were just methods what? of what? his body trying to become who he was meant to be. His brain does not match his physiology. Mm. How did she say that with a straight face? <laughs> she actually believes that's it, that's idiots. why. She believes that her daughter just knew innately at what, two? That, it, mommy, if I eat my green vegetables, I can turn into a boy. I've rendered all of them speechless. Yeah, I mean. Uh <laughs> As a man that was a boy, uh, I don't. I would argue still a boy. So, yeah, that's true. That's very true. Uh, I don't. I still don't eat green vegetables. I never wow. did. Wow. I mean, you checked your tea levels. I'm a, yeah, I think I'm okay. You know, I think it's all right. But I mean, I've never equated the. F the, the vegetables I eat with uh, my manliness. It's like, how deep did you have to go in, in your deep dive to try to find the connection between green vegetables and your kid being trans? <laughs> I mean, I know I'm going to be looking at cucumbers totally differently now. <laughs> They're green. It's so obviously not true. I mean, vegetables, frankly, are one of the biggest psyops in the history of this country. <laughs> Getting people to abandon things like red meat and butter and dairy mm -hmm. so they can eat more vegetables. If you had to, like, lay siege to a village and you had to choose between an army of 50 guys and another army of 50 guys. You hadn't seen either army. The only intel you were given is one eats nothing but red meat and the other eats nothing but spinach, kale, Brussels. You're not going to pick the vegetable side. You're just yeah. not going to no. do it. You're going to pick the red meat side because you know that that actually increases your testosterone. Okay, but what if, hear me out, you could have the best of both worlds and you could have the red meat and the butter and also green vegetables. You would have to I, suffer the green vegetables. I don't know what parenting books you're reading. Yeah. I, don't, I don't believe in <laughs> Let's all throw that. Them out. In terms of like the nutrient density of food, beef is like number one egg. I mean, all the things that they're literally telling you don't eat yeah. are all the most. And you get into these weird things with vegetables where they have these like defensive chemicals because they don't want to be eaten. I don't know the oh, science, right. but I've seen what the people look like who tell me these things. They look <laughs> great for their age, so I just believe it. 
yeah, I don't believe in the whole vegetable thing. The fact that this kid was eating into veg like into eating vegetables is such a red flag because no kid wants to eat vegetables. That just Wrong. shows no. how that just shows no. how like the, the kid just wanted to impress the mom. Like, whatever you say, I'll transition, I'll do whatever you want. That is literally one of the most profound things that is no. no, think about it. It's not true. Think about it. A My child, toddler is obsessed with vegetables. A child fresh out of the womb, no social conditioning, raw instinct, what they're supposed to do. So they don't want to eat vegetables and we're like, oh, I know better than the kid. No, the child is trying to tell you something. It's because the child comes out of garbage. the womb with no teeth and they need <laughs> breast milk. Which is also very neutral. We've had this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of a, first, a full circle moment for John and I. All right, let's go ahead and we got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more. <laughs> Plus, your kid eats So over the last week or so, we've seen seemingly Fox News teaming up with the left with organizations like Media Matters to take down Tucker Carlson. And they've been very unsuccessful so far. Um, so I guess they're, they're just getting more and more desperate to find something, anything to make Tucker Carlson look bad. Here's their latest, a text message between Tucker and a producer that says, a couple of weeks ago, I was watching a video of people fighting on the street in Washington. A group of Trump guys surrounded an Antifa kid and started pounding the living S out of him. It was three against one, at least. Jumping a guy like that is dishonorable, obviously. It's not how white men fight. Yet suddenly I found myself rooting for the mob against the man, hoping they'd hit him harder, kill him. I really wanted them to hurt the kid. Somewhere deep in my brain, an alarm went off. This isn't good for me. I'm becoming something I don't want to be. The Antifa creep is a human being. Much as I despise what he says and does, much as I'm sure I'd hate him personally if I knew him, I shouldn't gloat over his suffering. I shouldn't be bothered by it. Or I should be bothered by it. I should remember that somewhere, somebody probably loves this kid and would be crushed if he was killed. If I don't care about those things, if I reduce people to their politics, how am I better than he is? And of course, they latched on to the one comment where he said this isn't how white men fight and are calling him a racist. John's already nodding. Yeah, well, the big problem there is he committed like the gravest sin that you can commit in this country, which is like noticing that sometimes groups of people are actually different. You literally have to pretend that every group of people is the same, which is why they won't dare dispute that, by the way, because if they dared say, actually, fact check, this isn't true, you would have no nothing short of like 100,000 videos proving that this is exactly true. I've, I mean, my experience, what I've seen, white guys like will go one-on-one -on -one and then they'll be like, oh man, all right, good fight, and they'll settle it. They don't try to stomp on each other's heads and they certainly don't like swarm. And the same can't be said about other groups of people. So this is like the quintessential uh, type of, I guess, example for how the American media operates. They take something like that, which is a leaked private text message, mm -hmm. reduce it down to 5% context. Mm -hmm. And then instead of actually disputing what was said, just counting on it being controversial enough that it can stir up their audience and oh how could he say that this is so obviously not true really prove it well also it's like it it actually shows that he's actually a really good guy because the, his entire point of texting it was i shouldn't be like them i like i should be better than that and we all should have you know uh feel a sense of humanity at the end of the day yeah he's showing that he's a human being he right. actually and all of us have like felt that way at one point you you think you hate the enemy or someone who thinks differently than you and then he actually walks us through his thinking process of no somebody loves this kid like that this is not making us better than the other side and i don't know it makes me feel like i need to start you know picking more fights at airports i guess to <laughs> even the scale 
Yeah, I'm like, I read that, and I'm like, my only criticism is that I don't like that he did, started feeling bad for the Antifa creep. I've been I've been one-on-one with them. I've been straight in their faces. I, don't, I wouldn't feel bad for them at all. Yeah, I, I, I would not feel bad for them at yeah. all either. I'm, I, he's definitely being bigger there. But, I mean, I think just imagine if we got some of these messages from people at MSNBC, CNN. Mm-hmm. I don't think that they would be the same. These come from like the side that, you know, like Maxine Waters, which tells them to track them down in restaurants for crying out loud, um, which cheer them all, cheer, they cheer the fact that, you know, protesters are swarming the houses of Supreme Court justices or they leak Supreme Court decisions mm-hmm. early because they hope that the threat of violence against their bodies will help mm-hmm. make them change their mind. That's the left right mm-hmm. there. That's exactly what they stand for. But clearly Tucker, yeah, I tell you what, this is just amazing uh, that Fox, all this stuff is coming out of Fox News. Yep. It's amazing. And to the enemy, this has always been their enemy, Media Matters for America. Yep. So it's going from Fox to Media Matters. And what has Tucker Carlson said that is deserving of all this? He said nothing bad about them. He could, yep. but he said nothing to deserve it. It's disgusting. It really makes Fox look like they were very controlling and like, it's amazing how honest and real he was able to be, clearly, with this level of control. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, number one, I can't imagine how you could possibly be so out of touch that you would think that this would be so damning for Tucker and not actually all of these make him look more human. But number two, um, just so stupid, Jason, as you mentioned, to partner with Media Matters on this because it's like the next time something happens over at Fox News, like Media Matters would not piss on you if you were on fire. Like yeah. they they would they would not throw you a lifeline if you were drowning. Like they would never, ever help you. And they will continue to actively try to ruin your company. Why in the world would you partner with them for anything? It makes no sense. John. I think he makes an excellent point. You know, if it were, this is just sort of back a little bit, but if it were like the left and these leaks were coming out, Mm. it would be exactly opposite. It would be like, and then an alarm went off in my brain and I started to think, this Trump supporter has a family and people love him. I know I can't think that way and he must die. The Chud must be (laughs) owned. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like, that was, if, if anything, that was the only disappointing part for me was just like, no, Tucker, we have to fight fire with fire. Don't give in. But maybe that's the, just me being cynical. The, the pick of Media Matters, though, is very... If they, it, what they want to do is they want to provide all this stuff and then, and then Media Matters look through it and take something out of context. Right. And that's what they pretty much invented. They're the kings of that. So right. they knew that. Even if it's not damning to Tucker, Media Matters will make something sound like it is. Mm-hmm. They'll write the copy and they'll send that to MSNBC or CNN and say, here, print this. And they all do it. That's how they've been doing it ever yeah. since ever since my boss, Glenn, was at Fox. It's exactly what they did to him. I think it speaks to how loved Tucker is, that mm-hmm. they're willing. Like, I've seen nothing but posts of people being, I'm canceling my Fox Nation, I'm canceling Fox, this and that. And he, he has so many people following him wherever he's going to end up. Uh, I think this is just a, a really terrible tactic to try to just scrape away some of uh, his fans. And he's, he's under contract, I think, for at least two more years. Mm-hmm. So he, he can't say anything. Mm-hmm. He just has to sit there and take well, it. Basically. I mean, he, he, has, he has hired an attorney, so hopefully they can work out those details because, you know, you'd hate to see Fox intentionally sidelining him during the next election. Mm. Fox. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be right back. There we go. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre uh, was asked about the paternity case, the uh, case of Hunter Biden 
dodging child support with his unacknowledged uh, child over in Arkansas. And she was like sweating bullets trying to figure out how to how to dodge that question. Watch. Uh, I wanted to ask about the trial going on in Arkansas with Hunter Biden and the child support. Are the president and first lady monitoring that? And how come they haven't acknowledged the seventh grandchild? I'm not going to speak to that from here. <laughs> I'm not going to speak to that from here. Like, are you going to speak to it from a different podium or I think different she's gonna circle back. Yeah, circle yeah. Back I, I don't miss the circle back, so I'll <laughs> tell you what I don't miss. Uh, really fascinating to see how that particular case will... Uh, will end up uh, shaking out, especially with the laptop being on the line and the judge asking about it. So we'll keep an eye on that. Chrissy, tell everyone where they can find you. Yes, I will be this weekend performing at Hyenas in Dallas uh, Friday and Saturday night. You can get your tickets at chrissymayer.com. And I hope to see you guys there. Um, John, do you have any new Do you have any new? I don't do anything. I'm unwanted on the program. I'm overshadowed by... <laughs> Not at all. Oh, well, I appreciate you guys being here, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Oh. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.